All righty, folks, welcome back to the Mysteria podcast. I'm Marcus De Silva, and I am uh, speaking to uh, another returning guest. It's always nice to have a familiar face pop on, Mr. Brandon Tucker. How you doing today, man? Good, Marcus. How are you? Really good today, actually. Yeah, it's been good. Haven't stopped moving. I know you can relate to that. So, <laughs> no, I'm excited to to be back on here, man. I'm yes, sir. Where it goes. That's right. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. And for the listeners, uh, your first appearance was uh, season three, episode 16, which uh, episode wise wasn't actually that long ago, but that was about a year ago, I think, or maybe, yeah, something within that 10, 10 to 12 months is when we actually recorded that. So it's, uh, it's been a minute. Yeah. Well, not, I don't know if I've gotten much smarter. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. That's all good. We're figuring it out. So for today, uh, the last time we spoke, it was interesting because I was getting ready for the 24-hour chin-up record uh, for the second time. And so it was a lot of the conversation, my questions, or at least the topics that I brought up were coming from a place of, okay, I got to get ready for this thing. Uh, so obviously haven't gotten that out of the way, uh, and it's been broken already since. So, <laughs> so we're, we're moving down the line. Um, and for this conversation, uh, just kind of been thinking about a lot of different, you know, just, just been thinking, thinking about stuff. And, uh, we've had, you know, been, been chatting a little bit lately as well. And, you know, kind of discussing the, the same sort of things. And so I just kind of figured today we'll just sort of keep it open, let it flow, you know, go with it. Yeah. So back to what you're saying, man, I didn't One, congratulations. I Thank you. Make, <laughs> but uh, two, who broke it and when? Uh, I don't remember when it wasn't, it was only a few months later. Really? Yeah. So it was, I did it in August and then I think it was like October, November, something like that. Um, well, yeah, you so and it was it. kind of frustrating because like, I'll tell you what was, fr the only thing that was frustrating about it was because I would, thankfully, you know, my session turned into, or my record attempt turned into like a 1v1 at the end. So there was like this real legitimate co competition going on, which was really cool and really unexpected. And so uh, the other gentleman that I went up against, so he ended up with 6,700. So he broke it by uh, 1,400. Um, he broke the record by 1,400. And then I made it to seven. So then I beat it by, you know, making up the difference. So like big margin, right? Like big margin. And uh, and then mine got broke by like 300 reps. I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, you're not alone, man. Mine was officially broke as well. Get but... out of here. So when you hear, here's the oh, thing. Oh, I didn't even know that. Here's the thing. I'm all for it. Congratulations. Yeah. Good job. You know what I mean? But standards weren't the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they, they weren't, man. Like, he's, did, all right, yeah, before I go any further, did you strap, did you use strapped grips? Oh, yeah, I know did where you're going with this. Yes, I did. Yeah. Okay, that is a 100% advantage. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there, which is why I never strapped a damn thing other than wearing gloves, five-finger gloves, to my hands. Because I didn't want that that coming back to me. Because everyone before me, every video that I had seen of someone doing it before me, no one was strapping anything to their to their hands. So yes, my record was broken, 
that the dude wore victory grips or whatever, bear claw, whatever exactly. brand of, and anyone that's done enough pull-ups or has, you know, ventured into CrossFit or anything like that, those absolutely take away from your natural grip strength, you know, like, especially over a 24 hour event, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that those little, you know, the tendons and the muscles in your hand and wrist, like are constantly getting work. And when you have a device like that, that takes away from that, that's pulling more down lower on your wrist, it's taken away from that natural or that, that required strength of the hands. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is what it is. I'm not going to cry about it, but it is a, it's in my mind, a new record. Yeah. You know, literally. So. Well, um, and I'll tell you one thing, cause I got, I got to, I got to speak to that cause you're 100% correct. And I'll tell you the number one reason why I use those straps, because my wrists, no way they were going to make it through. So I'm like, I need every little <laughs> thing yeah. to help me. Cause I got compromised wrists from uh, landscaping actually. So I'm like, mm-hmm. there is no shot. My wrists are going to make it through this thing. So yeah, hundred percent. It, it yeah. completely relieves a lot of uh, pressure off that joint. But I mean, to him and to you, man, it doesn't state it in the Guinness guidelines that you can't, you know, that's but, true. Yeah, that's true. But you know, I don't know. I'm different. I just didn't, I wasn't going to do it. Oh, and you're right. <laughs> it hundred percent makes it more difficult, <laughs> way more impressive. hundred percent. I just, I don't know, man. I, I just did enough to know better. And I was like, no, I don't want any advantage. So yeah, it's, that's, that's why. Yeah. But not, I'm not saying that to like discredit what you did, like what you got, what you did and what this guy did is, is unbelievable. You know, no one's ever done that. So, but it was easier to, but, but I will say <laughs> the, the end tangent on this and my rant if I do it again, I'm wearing those damn grips. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. You're learning. You're learning. again, <laughs> Right now I'm uh, focused on some other things, but yeah. Oh, it's so funny. That makes me laugh. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Oh man. So, um, yeah, that's funny. Oh, God. I'm just having a good laugh. That was, that was a good time. Uh, yeah. So I'm trying to think like where, where to even, uh, where to even start? Cause I like, generally speaking, uh, the topics that have been on my mind lately, uh, thinking a lot about, uh, gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, just as a concept and the effects of it behaviorally, what that does. Uh, part of that was, uh, I saw Jordan Peterson's lecture in Vancouver, I guess about a month ago now. And I remember we talked about it cause I think we, had a phone call either right before or right after, maybe both. Um, so that was the focus of his lecture, which was pretty cool, obviously. And then just the the discipline aspect, uh, as I'm getting my, I'm basically trying to rebuild my body to allow it to do some different things. So I'm getting more into MMA, you know, one thing in particular. So I'm, I'm trying to um, build up my body to move just mechanics. And that's really challenging and it's a real pain in the ass. And so that's kind of where the discipline has been lacking. And now I've kind of got a grip on it and now it's about maintaining it and building it. So I guess maybe let's go with gratitude might be a little bit more in depth. And that's obviously like a very positive thing to think about. So maybe we'll save that one for near the end, but I know you're, you're all about, 
uh, discipline as well. So maybe we can start there. Uh, cause one thing I can't remember if I actually asked you during the last podcast that we did, um, if I did forgive me, uh, listener, if I'm just repeating myself, but I don't think I did the thing I was wondering. So you broke the pull-up record and then you went and broke the muscle up record, which was also a 24 hour, uh, challenge. What I'm no, curious about. That, that was a similar situation to yours. I don't think I ever. I never received any verification for that. Somebody else holds it. Oh, so I don't okay. Know something, if somebody else did it around the same time or like, you know, Reese, like close enough to where. Right. I, don't, I, I unofficially broke it for a very short time if I did. You did do yeah. it. You did do it. Yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I think the record was 1256. And I did 1300. Right. Strictly. I mean, it was, it was still, I mean, I was able to raise money for a veteran nonprofit um, called Warrior's Heart. So, I mean, it, it was a really good um, opportunity to, you know, connect with the veteran community and, and also be able to get back and, you know, work on myself, man. Like, and that, that's ultimately why I really enjoyed those long challenges was to kind of test myself man, and, Give myself, give myself something to work towards to make that that discipline like you're talking about a little bit more focused, you know? Because, um, I mean, yeah, man. I, it's So where do you want to go with the discipline, man? I, I think it's a very lengthy subject. I mean. Yeah, well, I, I got one idea because you hit the nail on the head, which is <laughs> kind of the thing that made me laugh about it because uh, I'm – MMA and then I'm training for a bunch of other things as well. And then I'm getting into ultra marathons for the, or at least that's where I'm going. So we're going to get there. Um, so obviously these long winded challenges, uh, and I was thinking to myself, so you, you know, finish the chin up one. And then I remember thinking to myself, what the hell would possess me right now to go and do the pull up one? Like for me, that would be my relative second choice. Um, yours being muscle ups. So I was like, man, there's nothing that could get me to go through hell like that to go and, <laughs> and try and yeah. take that record on. So that's what I want to ask you is like, how the hell did you actually go and do it? Like, man, like back to back is shit. <laughs> I think it was more of like a craving, man. It was like, I had gotten so much growth from the pull up you know, attempt and, and the training process to go through that. Like, it's just like the people that do the 75 hard, you know, the 75 hard challenge, mm -hmm. right? Um, you know, it's, it's like guys that do that and they want to keep doing it. They want to go to phase one. They want to take it further. It's like, it's, it's almost like an addiction, man. You, you, you start reaping the benefits of the, the sacrifices and the hard work that you put in and you become obsessed with that feeling. And I think it's, it's ultimately an obsession of, just like getting better you know working towards a long goal and i think that's that's a big thing too is is having that realization that not really not a whole lot of things happen overnight that are great man and that are like that you can really appreciate so when you when you look at discipline man like i think that's that's part of it is is having an understanding that hey this is going to take a specific amount of time to achieve this you know and being realistic with it so I guess having that kind of approach makes it the day by day a little bit more you know, bearable because you understand that it's, it's step by step. It's not a, 
you know, is you one brick at a time, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> it kind of relates to, uh, so I'm reading Kobe Bryant's book, uh, Mamba Mentality, which is uh, pretty cool. And it's, it's a uh, huge, like physically, it's just a huge book. It's got lots of pictures in it. Um, like great yeah. photography, um, you know, of him throughout the years. So that, that's pretty cool. Uh, but one of the things that he talks about in regards to self-discipline and, you know, it's interesting too, because like when you start to pull the thread, it's like, well, there's leadership qualities in there. There's discipline, there's self-care. Um, that's part of it. That's what makes up discipline because you stay, you stay disciplined because you care enough about yourself to stay on the path that you're on and the result that you want. So there's that relationship with yourself that's occurring. Uh, but the one thing that he said that it was just very simple. And he said, you know, at the beginning of, well, not even really the beginning of the season, but even more so the beginning of his career. And he said, like, I signed on the dotted line that I'm going to be the absolute best. And I just didn't renegotiate that contract. I signed it and that was it. That was the end of the discussion. Now you got to go and do it. So yeah. yeah, curious about your thoughts on that. Yeah, and I, and I just like signing a contract, man. That's one thing I tell people when setting a goal, man, is don't be if don't keep it to yourself. Tell, you know, start with your closest friends, you know, start telling them because, you know, those if you do have the right people around you, they're going to support you on that. They're going to hold you accountable. Um, I think a lot of people keep these goals to themselves. Maybe they're a little bit embarrassed or, you know, they're having a hard time believing that they can even do it themselves, you know. So a lot of that self-doubt and those fears kind of keep those things bottled in. But I, I think there's a lot of power to telling someone what you're going to do, man, because just like he, he signed that contract and he was going to do everything he could, you know, to, to live that out. And I think that's kind of how I take my word, you know, with the things that I say, you know, if I make a commitment to somebody or make a commitment to myself with a goal, I take it very personal. And I tell people, man, I, that's one thing I do. And I'm not afraid to tell it. Sometimes I say some things and I'm like, oh, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe, I, maybe I spoke a little soon. I guess I just uh, signed a contract, you know. So I do believe that there is a lot of power in, in saying what you're going to do because that puts you in a position to you know, go two routes. You know, be a person that talks a lot of shit, never backs it up, or be that guy that, Hey, when he says something, you just sit back and watch. Like, you know, it's it's gonna happen. So, I think just having that relentless mentality, you know, of this is what I'm gonna do, and I'm I'm here for the long haul. You know, there's gonna be failures. Knowing that from the get go. I mean, if you don't know that by now, like, <laughs> I don't know anyone that's lived a life without failure. So, I think uh, just being open to that and and embracing that and when you do fail, learning from it, you know? So, yeah, that's my take. Kind yeah, of well, take. and that, oh, pardon me? Yeah, that's my take on, like, the contract mentality, like, of, of kind of what you're saying about the mama mentality book, you know? That's that's kind of where, where I see he's going with that, is, is say what you're going to do and then and then do it, you know? Yeah, pardon, pardon the interruption too, because there is like a very slight delay. And of course, I'm like, talk, but yeah, it's okay. So for the listener who thinks I keep interrupting you, I apologize for that. <laughs> but uh, technology is messing with me a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, and and I think that also has to do with as well, like, I mean, you know, I, 
the university, I learned one thing in particular when it comes to a contract. Yeah. That's called having a witness to the signing of the contract, right? That's what you're doing by talking about it. You're, you're bringing in people into that um, contract. You're, you're letting them know they, they get to hold now, now there's a level of accountability or there's the option that they can now hold you accountable. And like you said, if you have good people around you, then they will even, and, and you know, it, it's good too, because you can get kind of poked by it. Like you can get a little bit made fun of for it too. Like in a, you know, in a way that's supportive um, or people can just genuinely ask you like, Oh, how's it going? You know, like just little things like that. But and that's the thing you do also have to be mindful of who you say that to, because it's pretty, I mean, it's more, you're going to experience this more where you say something uh, like a prospect of yours that you want to achieve. More people will discourage you than encourage you for sure. Um, yeah. That's why that small group is so important. Uh, that trust and, and to lead off of that, man, like when I did start telling people, you know, going back to the pull-ups and how, you know, I like I, I let it slip off my tongue at the gym to a couple <laughs> with, and then I started saying it a little bit more. I was like, no, I'm I'm for real, you know. And then I kind of had to come to grips with it myself. But then I started telling everyone, man, and it and it was when I told my I'm not gonna name drop anybody, but I told someone that was in my family, very close to me. Um, it was a family member, you know, and, and they kind of laughed it off as, in a way that was like laughing, not, not like, wow, that's a, that's a big goal, but more of like, more at, yeah. You. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, man. Like, okay. Like, here we go again. Like <laughs> another crazy goal, but, but. I think deep down, looking back at it now, it was it wasn't that they were laughing at me. It was that they were trying to protect me from from the failing. You know, they they didn't want me to. It was just too big of a goal. Like, hey, let's dial it back a little bit. You know, and uh, and I think that happens a lot. And I think like anyone setting a big goal, like be aware of that. Like like you're saying, knowing who you're saying this stuff to, and why. You know. Because initially I was kind of mad at that family member, you know, I was like, all right, you know, I'll show you, um, which maybe was a good thing, you know, that, that I was able to flip that, you know, flip the script and use that as kind of some fuel on the days that I didn't feel like it. But ultimately, I think it was it was just love. You know, it was it was them trying to protect me from going after something that was maybe is is pretty hard to do. You know, it was a pretty good chance that I'd probably fail. And I think ultimately that's what they were they were afraid of. So like you're saying, understanding who you are expressing these things too, because you're going to have a lot of doubters, you know, and that's, that can be a really good thing. That's to me, I, I want that, man. I, I want someone to tell me that I can't do something because it lights up. I'm a, I don't know. I'm stubborn, man. And I don't like being told that I can't do something. I want to be the one that ultimately makes that, that call. You know, I'll throw in the towel before I let somebody else. Um, but yeah. And truthfully, when you're when you're on a on the path towards achieving a really big goal, and that doesn't again, like obviously, what we're talking about right now is physical, athletic things. Uh, but it's anything. Like, literally, it does not matter what it is. It can be school, work, hobby related. You know, you want to turn a hobby into a career, of some sort. 
Um, hey, you start also, your own- it's anything. Yeah. Anything, literally anything. So, but, but, and, and what's interesting about that is when, like, even within yourself, you are going to have moments where you doubt what's going on, you know, where you're like, oh man, like this, <laughs> that that's my tell. I, I do this little like sideways turn with my head where I'm like, oh shit, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Right. You know, and it usually kind of makes myself chuckle and I'm like, okay, you know, it's just a moment of weakness reset. It's all good, you know, progress forward. But those one second decisions, if you, if you start to lose too many of those, um, eventually what's going to happen. And then we'll throw in because we're obviously talking about um, external forces here um, relating to other people. So we'll keep it focused to that. So when you combine a little bit, you start losing those one second decisions. Maybe they start piling up within yourself. You start to, Oh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And then that external force comes in. Well, you're already weakened from the inside out. So maybe that thing that, um, and in your predicament, I, I would agree you know, based on your assessment of it, because I experienced it as well, where it was coming from a good place. So it really was someone who actually cares about you, who is just trying to say, you know, like, here's the thing, right? You know, think about it, because I, I don't want to see, you, you never want to see someone you care about get hurt, no matter what. I mean, that's just, that's just the way it is. Um, but then you also have those people who, don't want to see you succeed who want you to fail they want they, they put the hex on you um and maybe they're the ones who come and and make a little comment towards you or or just straight up say like you suck <laughs> you can't do it you know <laughs> yeah sometimes you need that sometimes you need the you suck you can't do it you know like like i was saying man, sometimes i gotta make shit up in my mind you know like i'll make up my own enemies in my own head you know <laughs> Like, I'll, I'll, you know, that sounds crazy, but for real, man, like just having this like bulldog mentality, man, like, fuck what you say, I'm going to do it. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like just, yeah, man, a deep hunger for, for whatever it is that you're going for. Yeah, hundred percent because, and actually that reminds me of uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you, like specific question. So a buddy of mine did, uh, he, he, he's a writer. So he wrote a, an article for the paper that he works for or freelances for rather. And so it's like a pretty decent sized local one. Um, so that was, that was obviously pretty cool. It's, it's weird as well. Um, also because like for myself, like I did something that was look at me, look at me, look at me. And then the second people started to look at me, I was like, Oh, like, no, hi. <laughs> Which I thought, yeah, I love the irony of that. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, I so. the same thing. I went through the same <laughs> thing. Like you think you, you realize that it's not, and it never was about that. It was more about the personal growth, but at the same time you did kind of want like some recognition, <laughs> but then, got it i was like whoa you know i don't like i just want to be left alone and i want to go do pull-ups and work out in silence you know and that that was kind of i felt like there initially once it you know once i did break the record and it was official that was kind of taken from me a little bit like my 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 space to to do what allowed me to do that you know which was a lot of alone time man a lot of time alone in my own thoughts and kind of just 
working towards a goal, you know, kind of just stuck in that process. And I think that's, I enjoy the process more than I enjoy the, the, the 24 hour attempt. You know, I, I enjoy, I think that's why people keep, like I said, the, the 75 hard challenges, like challenges like that, something that people keep doing because they use it's a craving, you know, you start craving that success that you're experiencing in all areas of life. You know, the mental, you know, the mental growth that starts to develop the confidence, your self-esteem, the the self-discipline, you know, like all of those things start to build and you start to see it and, and things in your life start to change, you know, and we'll get into the gratitude stuff later, but a lot with that too, man, it's, it's amazing. And it's what it is, is it's the universal laws. And I don't know why they don't teach this stuff in school, but it's, it's proven to me, man. Um, especially like the law of attraction, um, the law of, of gratitude and, and things like that, man, like just being grateful, consistently finding something to be grateful for every day. Life has a crazy way of giving you more of that. You know, the, the, if you speak it, it, it tends to kind of create itself and, and manifest itself into your life. And the more that I do these things, you know, the gratitude, the trying to, control myself and the the energy that I'm putting out into the world, making sure that I'm at least in tune with that, because that has a lot to do with what I'm attracting in my life. Um, so, you know, we all, we all go into a room and, you know, maybe we're at a, a conference or a meeting and, you know, something at work and, and that one guy walks in, who's always in a bad mood and you're just like, Oh, you can <laughs> feel his, you know what I mean? Like it is, it, it's, you can feel it. You don't need to see it with your eyes. It's there. It's energy. It's, it's vibrations. And, you know, and it's, it's real. <laughs> and if you can hone in and, and realize that, man, you can really start to, to, to redirect, redirect your life and, and make changes in areas where you never thought were possible. <laughs> well, and, and to that most recent point, the inverse is so true because when you meet someone who's just great to be around, oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. You get someone yeah. who like lifts you up and it's just fun. Oh, it's great. But then just as you said, the opposite. Oh, God, it's brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it is, man. It, it's contagious. And, and that's why you got to be aware of who you, who's in your circle, man. And, you know, make sure you, you tend your garden and, and you pay attention to those things because it's easy to get wrapped up and, and kind of lose control of your 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 well-being due to the external factors of life and the day to day, you know, so. And then balancing that dichotomy with not going, not retreating too far inward that then you can't appreciate the external thing. So you're always, you're always having to do like that dance of protecting, but then letting in, protecting, letting in and like knowing it's like sparring. It's like knowing when to strike and when not to. And yeah. So that, yeah, that's, that's interesting. And as far as the the process is concerned, man, I totally relate to that because now I will say like during, during the attempt, um, I really did enjoy it. Like I have to say, like, I really made an effort even leading up to it where I'm like, you really need to be appreciative of the moment and the, the moments that will make up the full 24. Like that was my, cause I, I had a real, really struggle with that just, just as a person where uh, like even when I graduated university, I was not happy at all. I was like, shit, you know, this sucks. Right. Like I, so 
and I've always been like that where you, the thing that you're working for is actually where the enjoyment comes in. And then when you do it, and even if it goes your way or not your way, um, man, it just like, I was just so pissed off about it, you know? But so, I mean, I've, I've really had to become mindful of that. Like, man, you also have to appreciate what that work does for you, but then also not get satisfied with it. <laughs> like you also got to keep that hunger, just move it somewhere else. Right. I think that that's, that comes down to humility, man. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of talented and really, really good, just really talented friends, man, like in my immediate circle. And, you know, some of them aren't as humble as I'd like them to be sometimes, you know, because it's so, especially in like the entertainment industry and things like that, where, you know, that, that, that has a lot to do with the, who you're attracting, you know what I mean? So like showing humility, even though that you, you may have accomplished something pretty big or you, you are very talented at something always, you know, being humble and, and understanding that you didn't wake up this way, that, you know, it's a process and, and that ultimately we're all the same. And I think that obviously there's things like, you know, health issues and things like that that are limiting to people, but both are, as far as our mind goes and what we can do with it, I, I think it's, it's infinite, man. And I, human potential is, is, is infinite. I, I think we can do anything that we really set our mind to with, with the, the, the understanding that, you know, some people have do have disabilities and things like that, but yeah, man, I, being humble and, and but also kind of relentless about what it is you want to do and, and understanding that you are a creator of your life and you can manifest things and you can, you can, if you want it, you can have it, man. It's there for the taking. And, and what stops a lot of people is their willingness to hang in there and stick it, stick it out, see it through, you know, get through the ups and the downs. And, you know, that, that if you, if you, if you really want something and you stick with it long enough, I, I truly believe you can do it. You can see it out, you know? So. Well, and interesting, I'm, I'm doing a, I'm going to do like a solo podcast on the, a topic related to what you just said, but as far as humility is concerned, uh, there's a Lakota expression or saying, which is that humility is the virtue that enhances all other virtues because you can't improve unless you're humble enough to understand your own limitations, um, or weaknesses and where those need to be rectified. Cause there's all, there's always, there's always something to improve. There's always another level. It's, it's truly infinite. So the moment that you, you say, Oh, I'm, I'm good enough. Or like, even just that expression, like I'm good enough. Well, you just stopped moving. You said, I'm good enough. And that's it. You're not going to go anymore. You're stuck right there. Um, because that mentality that's going to keep you there. So it's, it's so important to the person that, achieved the success or the version of you that just achieved that success well you weren't that person you had to become you had to so don't get all hung up on that one version there's that as you said earlier that bulldog that whole way through right through that entire yep. process driving it forward so if you want to keep going you need to let that thing you need to let them power through even further right so yeah yeah i think that comes down to being I guess, uh, what's the word? Vulnerable. All the time. Vulnerable. 
like vulnerability. Yeah. So like, yeah, being open to that. And and I think that's important too, is, is you do work way up the ladder and you do start to, you know, accomplish some things in life is, you know, one being humble, but also showing that you're, you're vulnerable and that you, you're, even though wherever you are on that totem pole, you're still, you know, you're still human. You know, you still have a lot of, a lot of areas like we're not, we're not perfect, you know? So being vulnerable, I think is something that especially guys, you know, more men need to kind of, I feel like we bottle those things up sometimes and we're not really transparent about what, what it is that we're experiencing as, as men, you know? And I think, uh, doing stuff like this, man, talking about it, you know, and, and the way that we we're handling adversity and, you know, the things that we, we, we tend to see that, that have helped us, you know, and passing this information along. Like I've had conversations about goals and broke down crying with other, you know, dudes my age, you know, that are talking about the same stuff, you know, where we're expressing, you know, goals and, and ambitions and, and, and visions for our lives. You know, I think, talking about those things and being vulnerable and open with other, you know, men that are going through the same thing is important. You know, I think that's how we grow. <clears throat> yeah, certainly agree. And that's an interesting word too. I, I just heard you. I'm like, Oh, vision. Yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. Yeah. I've been thinking about that word. Starts, a lot. starts right there, man. Having mm -hmm. a vision. That's where it all starts. Paint it, draw it like, that's why I keep a planner, man. I, I carry it everywhere with me. It's, it's my vision board. I, I mean, at the beginning of the year, I just brain dump everything that, that that's on my heart and on my mind and, and goals and ambitions and things I want to you know accomplish throughout the year. And you can do it, man. It's, it's like a painting. You start by writing it down, you know, and then you make, you check the blocks and, and you kind of map it out and you're realistic and, then it's the discipline <laughs> then it's the, the showing up and making sure that you're checking the blocks and not going to bed until you've checked all the blocks. And, you know, if you do, you, you've, you've got a plan to follow up, you know? So, yeah. Well, I, I, I can't remember if I actually mentioned this to you, uh, but anyway, I'll, I'll say it again if I already have, but so during the, the chin up record, so I started reading more mythology and more um, fiction as well, like just like really epic stories, you know, like uh, Lord of the Rings type stuff, you know, like these really grand stories. And so then came across some Egyptian stuff. Pretty cool. I've always liked it. The Greek and Egyptian storytelling to me is like, it, it's kind of got this nice blend of fantasy, but it's also wrapped in virtues that you can immediately apply to your own life in a very practical way, which is interesting uh, as far as storytelling goes. So I wore, uh, I got a little pendant that's the uh, eye of Horus. So I got, so I wore that because for me, and that was what I was thinking during that time, because basically you got to think, so you're in a fight and when the opponent starts putting the pressure on you, what happens? You're going to duck your head. You're going to cover up you you may even retreat a bit, but you, what you don't want to happen is to actually lose sight of what's going on, um, to stay calm when you're being attacked, when you're getting beaten down and that ability to just recognize that you need to remember what you're here for. You need to see that in front of you, you, you know, literally see it, visualize it, have that in front of you so that 
you can keep moving forward. Cause that's why there's so many interesting things. Like I always really enjoyed um, Scarecrow from uh, Batman as a villain. Cause like he hits you with that toxin and it like, it gets like, especially the, the movie version where it's literally like a mist. So you cannot see what's happening. Like that's how the fear enters your brain. And so just to like, and, and into your psyche. So just to remember, like, keep your vision and move forward. And that's so funny that you carry your calendar around. Cause I started doing that too. That's so strange. <laughs> cause yeah. I'm like, I gotta remember what I gotta do. Otherwise I'm not going to do it. You know? Careful, man. It, it's addicting. And then if uh, it's like your phone, you know, like if you lose your phone, I can't imagine <laughs> if I lost my phone, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> like if there was ever a house fire, I'm running in and grabbing this. Like, <laughs> because yeah, man, I, I live by it now, man. Like you said, it's, you just can't, you can't keep everything in your head, man. Uh, or at least I can, I, my memory's not that good. So, I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's how I accomplish my goals, man. It's how I accomplish my day-to-day -day life. You know, everything. I write down, literally, I, I'm i so bad about eating that I have to write down, you know, hey, this is time to, to, this is my, I'm blocking this time out to eat. So, yeah, man, it's, uh, be careful. What I'm saying is it can, you can get carried away and next thing you know, you can't, you can't live without writing something down, which I don't think is a bad thing, so. No, I don't think so either. And, and, and it has many benefits, uh, obviously, as, as you just said, like there's strategy and tactics at work there. Cause you have to remind yourself, okay, the little daily things like the, the laying the mortar activities that you need to do, you can forget some of that because there's just, there's a lot to do. So it's just, it really is just as simple as like, okay, little reminder, I got to do that. And then the bigger picture, you know, does this little task in the moment does that serve the bigger picture of where i'm going um because that's you know that's one thing i really find uh for myself i struggle with um because it's challenging and I, I i see a lot of younger people as well who like just they're so their attention spans are so bad <laughs> I, mean, let's just, I mean let's just let's just keep it simple that's the right word for it you know so it's like that, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that thing? It is, oh, I don't know. It's like, ah, oh, come on, man. Like, refocus. Yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> it's rare, man. Attention span is, is very, uh, very limited these days, man. It, it's, it's, it's hard to watch, honestly, man. <laughs> it's something that we all do, though. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've done this. I do it. <laughs> But, you know, you go to a restaurant and everyone, you know, you're looking around and everyone is on their phone. And it's like, you know, what happened to the times where we communicated with each other, you know, and, and like we're fully present, you know, in the in the moment. It's 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 scary, man. AI and, and technology, it's it's definitely especially in our lives, you know, it's changed so much and rapid, rapid, just technological growth is is crazy man. how far we've come. Um, but yeah, and that's a, that's a whole nother conversation there. And like, how, how do you, how do you, how do we live, you know, and still have, you know, a full life with all this distraction, you know? So I think it's, it's everything that we're talking about. I think people are going to have to get disciplined and, uh, you know, use it as a tool and 
step away, man, get outside, go hike, go experience life, you know, off your phone, out of the screen. And, but it, it's, it's hard the way that, that everything's moving, you know, everything's online now. And so how do you, how do you do it? You know, I think we're gonna have to figure it out. <clears throat> well, I heard a really cool, uh, saying from, so Andrew Yang said it, I was watching Bill Maher. Uh, he credited it to someone else who I can't remember. So we'll just say uh, Andrew Yang from that little clip. Uh, but he said, we're, we are primitive creatures with medieval infrastructures or medieval institutions and godlike technology. And I was like, ooh, that's a good one. You know? Because yeah, yeah. um, that right, yeah, yeah kind of sums it up. Because it's like, man, you know, how are we supposed to, just from the technology aspect, you know, how are we supposed to keep up? Well, you can't, like the rate that it's moving far exceeds, um, you know, it, it, human beings as a, as an animal, as a creature to, to catch up to it. Um, yeah. yeah. And just that, that whole idea of like, man, like how unfortunate it is that you're missing out on uh, so many people missing out on just being in the moment and just like, can you not just like enjoy that? And I, especially going to restaurants, like you said, like that especially bothers me because it's like, I really like doing that. And uh, I like cooking for people as well. Cause it's that social, you know, it's fantastic. Like how could you be missing that for Instagram or Twitter? Yeah. After, you know, the, you know, you want all that attention, but then when you get it, it's like, ah, you know, you don't, <laughs> You didn't really want that attention. So it, that's kind of where I found myself with social media after, you know, I, I broke the record. I got, you know, an article put out by Black Rifle Coffee, which is, you know, it's a coffee company, but it was it was founded by a ranger. Um, so it's got that military tie. And, and anyways, they did an article and I got like a huge, you know, like two, three thousand followers immediately in a day on Instagram. So I. I found myself getting super drawn into that, that, that those dopamine hits and, and like where it completely pulled me away, man. And like my training and my focus and my goals, everything was just consumed by this app on my phone. And I, I, it got to the point where I couldn't even do a workout without having to like film, you know, myself. And then it got to a point where it got so carried away that I, I couldn't even watch the videos anymore because I was like, shooting for something to where I was hoping that I would create a picture or a video that I couldn't create because I wasn't, I was, I was trying to create something that I wasn't, you know what I mean? I wasn't in the shape that I needed to be in to do these movements that I wanted to show that I used to be able to do. So like when it came to time to film and like, I was obsessing about like, Oh, I got to post something, you know, I got to get some likes. I got to get some following. Like, I kind of found myself in that, in that hamster wheel, man, to where I was basically trying, I was living through a virtual reality and it was totally fake, man. And I, and I had to, I've still got to catch myself, you know, like getting up, like kind of pulled into that, um, that environment or that need to like someone else's approval of me, man. And, and that's something that I've struggled with since, the pull-ups, you know, and like getting that attention and that like, it's really been a distraction. It's, it's, it's not good for, that's why it's hard for Like I can pinpoint someone who's, who's, I, I see what goes on behind the scenes, man, you know, like 
when you're filming these workouts. So a lot of these fitness gurus and stuff that, you know, maybe posting like, there's a lot of things that you got to understand when it comes to media, man, lighting and, and it's, it's, a t- it's, it's, it's virtual. And that's what you got to understand is, is what we did was not filming ourselves every day on our phones. Like there's no way I could have done the pull-ups. Like I did, you know, I, I was training, there was no time for that. You know, it was a little snippet of me talking and then it was phoned down you know, 90 minutes of pull-ups, two hours, whatever it was that day, you know, I was, I was focused. Um, and I think that's something that a lot of people, including myself, you know, you, you set these goals to get in better shape, but then you find yourself like constantly on your phone trying to post and impress people. And you know what I mean? So it's a, it's a dangerous avenue. And, and it's something that I'm kind of doing my best to step away from and refocus in on, what really makes those, you know, what really gets the results. And that's not filming on, you know, filming yourself on the phone. It's, there's a time and place for that. You know, like for me, it's, it's, a, someone was asking me the other day, like, Oh, you stopped posting as much. And I was like, yeah, man, I have nothing to show right now. <laughs> you know, I'll, sh- I'll post when I have something worth posting, you know, so, like when I get to a, a pivotal moment and, you know, my process of whatever my goals are. You know, when, when the, I'll drink a beer, when there's something worth celebrating, you know, that's kind of my mentality now. It's like, I'm, I'm not in that phase of my process and where I'm trying to go with my goals, you know? So yeah, kind of got off on a little tangent, but no, it's good. But yeah, I've been thinking about that a lot too, that, that idea of this virtual, this virtual world and like getting, getting pulled into it. Cause it's like one of those things where and you said it perfectly where it's like, especially during the training for that, where it's like, I don't actually, if I was posting about it all the time, and I guess this, this is like social media in a nutshell, right? If I was posting all the time and showing what I was doing all the time, I wouldn't have been able to achieve the result. It's a hundred percent true. And like, doesn't that tell you what you need to know? Because it's like, what, what is the, what are we trying to achieve here? With, with you know especially the fitness stuff too because so much of that is bullshit just as you said so much of that is it's yeah. it's, it's sorcery it's trick it's trick stuff 100 percent. oh yeah <laughs> I, I i think one of my posts recently well i'm not gonna say recently it's been a little while but uh i had posted something about how you know instagram is a lie man like you you never see someone posting their failures you never see the failed attempt on that snatch, you know, like, or the power clean, the, whatever it is, the, whatever, you know, it's always highlights. It's the best shot of the best part of the day. You know what I mean? So you don't, you, I feel like more and more people need to be real, man. Like if, if we are going to use this virtual world, like, let's not, let's not hide the truth, you know, let's be honest and, and, show the world who you really are, man. Be authentic, be you, you know, like, but it's, it's good to, to, to have, like you said, like a, a vision board and, and set lofty things. But when it comes to, I don't know, like social media, that's, that's your portfolio, you know, that's your, not just your successes, but you should, I'm trying to do a better, where I'm trying to go with this is I, I would like to do a better job of kind of, showing the process a little bit more and showing people that it's not always 
a, a world record plaque. Like it just, it didn't just show up on my wall, you know, like there was a process that that took to get to that. And you don't see that a lot. I mean, there's people out there that do do a good job of kind of you know, being very educational. I try to find those people to follow, you know, and, um, but yeah, it's a dangerous, uh, a dangerous world we live in, man. It's super easy to get on there. And next thing you know, an hours went by and you've just mindlessly scrolled, you know, and, and we only got 24 hours, man. And, and time is short. You know, I've experienced loss in my life and I, I understand that tomorrow is not a guarantee, you know, and, and something could happen to where, you know, this could be it tomorrow. So understanding that and, and utilizing your time as best you can, you know, you got one shot at this. So, yeah. Well, and, and I'll tell you one thing as well that, uh, well, I guess two things, one thing really it's, it's been bugging me for a little bit because it, and it actually gave me, it was a nice little wake up call as well. Kind of speaking to like this whole virtual thing that we're, we're on right now. Um, so two different people that I know, uh, one guy, one gal, and they're both involved in separate relationships. So, you know, I'm, I'm related to each other and they're both involved in really bad relationships. Like it's, it's a bad situation in different ways, but bad for both. And what I thought was so interesting was that both of them go out of their way to post about their life and relationship in this really positive way that I know firsthand for a fact is complete and utter nonsense. It's a lie. And it, yep. and what broke my heart about it was the fact that, you know, I mean, we can go really down a, you know, tangent on this, which, you know, don't need to for the purpose of today, but this idea that there's a part of you that actually knows that the life that you're living for real, your real life is not good and you're unsatisfied with it in some way, but you actually feel the need to lie that, you know, put on that fake smile. And it's like, Oh man, like that is so you're living, not your life. You're living a lie and you're at, and you're uh, purporting it outwards. And, and it just, it's like, makes me so sad. Cause it's like, that sounds like a sad existence, you know, but um, yeah, just kind of like, man, you know, that you feel that need to engage in that. It sucks. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to like bad and evil, man. Like the truth versus what's not true. Like you can't deny the truth. Like the truth will always come out. I believe that um, it has in my life. You know, there's things that, you know, that other people have tried to hide from me that have came out. There's things that I've tried to hide from the world that, that eventually seep out. You know, you can't keep the, keep everything bottled up. But I think that everything that we're talking about, I think, begins with truth man like if you want something you like in the back of your mind like you said you know what you're doing and what you're not doing you know if you if you're a weight loss client and you're trying to lose weight and you can have the best coach in the world design the most perfect scientifically proven program to get you to lose weight you've got you on a diet that's that's not the that's half the battle you know like not even half that's a, that's a, that's a template for you to follow, you know, but, and the thing is a lot of people want to blame anything but themselves, you know, because it's easy to lie. It's, it's, it's a curse, man. It's, it's, I guess it's one of the things we're cursed with as, as human beings, the, the ability to choose right from wrong. And, 
you know, at the end of the day, man, you have to, like, if, I think if you really want something in life and you have to be open, like, like we said, humble, you got to be vulnerable. You have to be honest. You have to like all of these things, man. I think it's, I mean, we can go into religion and talk about that, but I, I think a lot of these things we're talking about are in the Bible and, and, and the truth is the way, man, like you can only get so far riding a lie, you know? So eventually you're going to have to, you know, fix the things that aren't jiving with that person that you're trying to become, you know, eventually you've got to shed the skin. You've got to let it all out, man. And I think that's, that's my goal with life is to live my fullest potential, be as much of my, like who I truly believe that I could be and live that out. You know, um, David Goggins had a video where he talked about wringing out a rag, you know, and the rag full of his sweat was his potential, you know, and he wanted to wring every bit of that potential out of himself until there was not a drop left, you know, so that when he is on his deathbed, he knows that, Every day he did his best to wake up and, and to live the best version of himself, you know, and I really admire that guy for his, his mentality and his approach to life. And I, I don't think he's bullshitting at all, man. When he says he goes out and he do, he's doing what he's doing day after day, man, like it's, it's hard to deny the truth, you know, when it's so obvious and, and what he's doing is amazing. And he's changed a lot of lives. He's changed my life. He's, um, you know, that book he wrote, Can't Hurt Me, was just what I needed at the, the time of my life when I needed to hear that, you know, when I was feeling real sorry for myself and kind of playing the victim, you know, I was blaming, my, you know, circumstances and things like that for why I was feeling the way I was and why my life had gotten to where it was. And, you know, yeah, ultimately, I, I think I started being honest with myself, you know, but also willing to forgive myself and, and to turn a new page or turn a new leaf, whatever, you know, like I was willing enough to accept that, you know, there were things that I needed to work on and there's a lot that I don't know, but it's there for the taking if I want it, you know? So. <laughs> and that visual of the towel, cause I know, I know the one that you're talking about. Um, cause I'm pr pretty avid, uh follower of uh goggins there and his new book is really i really enjoyed his new book as well it was a cool uh, I yeah I haven't, read, I haven't read that one yet you'll enjoy it, it, it it's cool it's kind of like the the aged warrior looking back on on his life and then kind of becoming the warrior again it's like that motif at play it's, it's really cool it's good a lot of good good stories in there um but yeah like that the the towel one right because when you think about it, what's actually happening in order for in order for that, and in this case, it's a you know sweaty shirt or rag or whatever it is, right? Um, what what's actually required? What process is required for that sweat to be expelled from that piece of cloth? You got to put it under tension. You got to spin it around like it's a painful thing. It's something that's like it requires effort. You actually have to really get in there and twist it so it's it's not a uh, it's not a pleasant well let's put it this way the effect is certainly pleasant there's moments throughout that journey that are fun and enjoyable like obviously like 
there's good moments to be found everywhere, of course. Um, but it requires effort. It requires like, it, it's not going to, it's going to challenge you. It's going to push you to your limits, depending how far you want to go. If you want to go far, then your limits are going to be tested or broken and a new baseline established. Right. So it's just, it's just dance. It's a little dance going on, you know, just maybe a little bit more intense. Right. But it's an internal thing. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're like David Goggins, you wring it all the sweat out and then you re-sweat into it and because <laughs> you're never Indeed. satisfied. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, that dude will never be satisfied. And, and I think that that's awesome. When you look at guys like him and guys like, uh, I don't know, like, who's, what's an example? Like Donald Trump, a billionaire. Once, you know what I mean? Like, you could hang it up, man. Go chill. Do your thing. Like, you don't need to be the president of the United States. Like, not nothing about his presidency here. I don't want to talk about that. But, like, he the fact that like, wow. to, <laughs> yeah, if you have billions of dollars and you want to go do the most stressful job known to man. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the well, worst job you could yeah. ever want. What a but, horrible job. Yeah. You know, like, down that was probably some internal you know itch that he he something he knew that he could do and and you know he, he wanted to do it and i think like guys like him and, and david goggins man they have that they're, they're never satisfied and, and i think that's what got them to where they're at you know at the the highest level of what they're doing and yeah man well, and I'll, I'll tell you a really funny story about that i just saw this clip like two days ago so GSP is like my, one of my favorite fighters of all time, of course, not just cause he's Canadian. Cause he's, he was that good. Right. And uh, it was from Rogan's podcast. And he was saying, uh, Joe asked him, have you ever slept well before a fight? And he, and GSP already starts to laugh. And he's like, one time when I got knocked out by Matt Sarah, <laughs> the only time he had a good night's sleep before a fight and he got knocked out. <laughs> But there was another, uh, there's this cool uh, Jordan Peterson quote or thought or whatever. And it, you know, and it comes down to this as well. And I remember I, I learned this like when I was a kid um, in much simpler terms, but then, you know, you grow up, you start thinking about different things, hopefully you get a little smarter, you start putting things together. Uh, basically it's just, you're gonna, there's a consequence to be had for everything that you do and everything that you don't do. I mean, it's as simple as that. Like, no matter what you decide to do, if, if you decide not to act, that's a decision not to act. You're not moving. Or you make the decision to move, you move backwards. Like, wh whatever it is that you're, you're doing, you, you're making a choice to, to do, to engage in some type of reaction to a stimulus. And so if that's the case, which it is, then you might as well just do the best thing. Like why lie when you can just tell the truth? Because the lie will get you, f the lie will get you along. I mean, a good lie will will move you forward for a little, for a little while, but then yeah. it's it's gonna hit you in the face. It's not gonna work. The the truth might hurt more in the beginning, but that's gonna take you way further down the line. You know, it's it's just the way it is. That's the truth. Yeah. That is the truth. I know? think, yeah, and we've all experienced that, man. We we all know this. I mean, this isn't like secret knowledge this no. is <laughs> this is we all experienced as kids man like when you did something wrong was it was were the circumstances and the outcomes better when you told your parents versus when they found out on their own or from the neighbor or you know from the police the <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah if you had a really good time that's right <laughs> yeah 
kid like me, maybe it was the cops or, you know, the fire department knocking on the door. But, but yeah, man, like, you, you know, right from wrong. And it's, it's, I think a part of who we are as human beings, man, like going back to like good and evil, like we have the, the curse of choice, man. I call it a curse because it's sometimes harder to make the, the right choice when you know it's right. Often than harder. It is to make an easy wrong choice, you know? So, um, yeah, I, nobody's perfect. That's, I think one of life's biggest challenges is trying to be truthful, you know, and living an honest life. And, but like you said, man, it's, it's always way more rewarding when you do do the right thing. And, you know, it may be hard at first, you know, like telling, uh, you know, I've dated girls in the past where, you know, I wasn't really, it was, it's always hard for me to be, uh, I'm a nice guy, you know, and I don't like to hurt feelings, you know, but, you know, I've dated girls in the past where I had to, it was easier for me to tell them straight up out the gate, like, you know, I don't think this is going to work, you know, for X, Y, Z, whatever, and, and just be very honest and open about it from the get go, rather than writing that out for a couple weeks or a month where, you know, they may, their feelings may be getting stronger, whatever, whatever. This is my example, you know, in, in relationships where situations like that have came up where I've been the bigger man. And like, I've said, Hey, you know, like, I don't think this is going to work. And at the end, yeah, that was hard, man. You know, that was really hard. And I was running from it for a while, but once I did it, it was like the weight was lifted, you know, it was like, at least I can go about like now. And then, you know, you still have those relationships and you can be friends and, and, you know, but if you, if you try to lie and lead people on, man, it's, it's always worse in the long run. You know, the truth eventually comes out or you, you make a bad decision and, or they make a bad decision, whatever, you know? So I think, yeah, truth, man, is, is very important, not just in, in relationships, but in goals and, you know, your life, you know, the, the kind of life you want to live, you know, you can only live a lie for so long, you know? Well, and in very basic terms, like very basic uh, mythological terms to what you're saying is uh, it's a lot easier to be a coward and it requires strength to be a hero. Like it requires strength to do the right thing, uh, whether it be for yourself or for, for other people, whatever, but it builds momentum. So good decisions build momentum. Bad decisions build momentum too, though. So it's, it really is just like, well, keep, you know, that law of attraction, keep the flow going in your favor because yeah. chances are that's going to have a better payoff for you than when you get the ball rolling in a, you know, in a negative way. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a habit, man. Mm -hmm. I mean, lying is, it's just as easy to develop a habit of lying as it is to develop a habit of anything else, you know? So it's, it's like you said, man, if, if you're willing to lie once, yeah, you know, it's gonna be easier and easier the more that you do it. Then, then you become a just <laughs> lying and not even knowing you're lying. You know, like it, it becomes so habitual that you, you're doing it without even realizing you're doing it. And same with telling the truth. You know, you you have those moments where you're honest, or you do the best that you can do throughout the day, and you at the end of the day, you know that at least. Hey, I was at least honest. I told him what I thought, you know, if someone asked you for feedback, like I always appreciate a, a 
a critical thinker, someone who really, you know, when I ask them their opinion, like really gives it to me, you know, like facts and the truth. And, you know, I'd rather someone do that than, than lie to me and lead me on, you know, like, I think that's, that's, that's how we build each other up, man, is being honest and, and vulnerable. And, and like, like everything we've been talking about, man, it's, it's how humanity is going to evolve is through truth and through honesty and, you know, pull, pulling each other up, you know, when you learn something, pass it on. And, and just like we're doing, you know, like, I hope that people are reaching out to you about the pull-ups and, and seeking your advice and, and things like that, man. I hope that you're willing to to offer them anything that you have. I mean, you, you did it, you know, so you know what it takes. And there's people out there that are battling depression and, and anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. And, you know, if, if you have an opportunity and you've, you've, you've dealt with some things like that and you have advice and then help people be honest, be vulnerable, you know, show them that, Hey, I understand where you're at. I understand what you're going through, you know, but here's what helped me. Maybe, you know, I don't know. Don't, don't just tell the truth. <laughs> well, and, and that's just it. You, you also gain respect if you do. Hey, people are going to respect you for that. And, and that's, uh, we're social beings. So the, the peer element is, pretty essential to our basic human needs you know um that's long understood that's not it's not at all a new concept so you know and and i think it's funny too because as i was listening to you say that i kept hearing uh when jocko talks about wielding the hammer of truth it always makes me it cracks up because it's like yeah there is a dichotomy there is a difference between telling somebody the truth and just being an asshole and be well i'm just we're telling the truth but i tell like i see it man it's like okay but you cannot be an ass that's different you know treat people with respect still <laughs> you know yeah honest I respect come on <laughs> i come i come off that way a lot especially with my brothers um and maybe it's the military in me you know some old habits but uh you're going to make fun of people too. I'm, I'm cut, cut and dry sometimes, man, with, with certain people, certain friends. And, and I do understand that I need to sometimes take a step back and, and kind of reevaluate how I'm saying things. And even though I, in my, in my heart, it may not be that way to me, but the way that they're perceiving it, you know, being aware of, of what you're putting out and how you're putting it out, man. Like that's something I'm definitely working on. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's, yeah, I don't really know what else to say about that. But Well, related to that, I got a funny story for you because it just happened today. So I was at MMA practice, and so I'm one-on-one, right? So it's teacher-student relationship, so it's, you know, it's different. You know, obviously we're talking social. This is still a social relationship, but, you know, the, the parameters are different, right? I can tell you one thing. Through a one-hour session, I get told that was garbage. That was shit way more times than I hear. Oh, that was really good. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, but like, I need to know, you know, I'll do it. I'll, I'll take a wrong step and he'll go, no, that was terrible. And I'll go, yeah, you're right. That was terrible. Okay. Let's fix it. You know, and you can kind of laugh about it. Right. You know, I think as well, that's why I think a sense of humor is something that's really undervalued. Uh, Cause just as you said, um, you know, and, and I get this, I mean, I think, like my equivalent for, for your military background would be like my hockey background, as far as like 
beaking off at each other and making fun of each other and competing that, you know, that's the world I know. And that's the same thing. Like you, I get harassed more by my own teammates than anybody else. Absolutely. They, I get ripped all the time by these guys, but it comes from a place of uh, humor and we're looking out for you by, it's kind of like sparring. Like we're hitting you, we're hitting you. You're going to feel it, but it's coming. It's a loving yeah. hit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't really have any. You you hit the nail on the head, man. Like, it's that's how it is in the military, and that's, I guess that's where my, like, I don't care what you say to me. You know, like words are only they only cut so deep to me. But I I have had people that don't see it that way. You know, words words mean a lot. That? You hearing that? Words are violence, huh? Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh god. Ultimately, man, people. And if I want to be real, people are soft. Yeah. And, and man, I needed someone to yell at me and, and tell me, you know, my mom was a whatever. And, the, you know, like talk to me like a, but when I realized like words were only words, man, like I had a lot of leaders that, you know, throughout my military career that, that did come off that way. And we're very, you know, they say things and they're cussing at you and you're getting yelled at constantly, but, when it's time to be rewarded, you, you know, I've had leaders that were really good about that. And then you see like, Oh, you know, he was saying these things and he was, he was pushing me. He was testing me. He was trying to get me to grow. He was, he was challenging me, you know, and through those challenges, I did grow. And I learned that, you know, yeah, words, words can hurt, but words are words, man. Like, <laughs> you know, so just, just understand that. I don't know. Like, it's not always personal, you know, like sometimes people may say things in a way to hopefully light a fire under you, you know, and sometimes you need to hear things that maybe don't sound too good. They don't feel too good, you know, when they, when they hit the ears, but sometimes you gotta be, for me, it was, I needed that. I needed that left and I needed those, that sector of fire, man. I needed left and right limits and I needed somebody on my right keeping me in someone on my left keeping me you know on that straight line and uh so for me it was good but i wouldn't say it's for everybody <laughs> well and and that comes down to i mean that's victor frankel that that's him right there no matter what happens to you you always have the ability to choose always no matter what anything you know events are inherently neutral what gives it that 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 oh that was a good thing or a bad thing is how it affects you and that what that does to you but you still choose how you walk that line after and that's why you know and the problem is is that you know we're a victim of our own success because now life is so easy and there's like very little adversity that people have to go through on any not even just a daily basis on a yearly monthly basis like there's not much that people have to struggle with at least where we live right i mean I got it pretty good. You know, we got it pretty good here in Canada and the States and England. I live there too. It's pretty good. You know, I mean, obviously there's bad things that happen all the time, but you know, the way that we live our lives, when you get to the point where you really think that words are violence, uh, we got a problem. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty bad. If that's what's, that's the worst thing going on. Like you got to get real, man. You're living in fairy tale land. This is not, this is not real. And then what are you going to do when something real happens? Like when something really tragic affects you, because it 
it comes around to all of us at some point. I mean, you are going to crumble. I mean, your, 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 your foundation is a house of cards. You're going to crumble when something really shitty happens. And that's, mm -hmm. and then that's a tragedy that becomes a tragedy. That's unfortunate. You know? Yep. Yep. I think it ultimately comes down to thinking about what you're thinking about and why you're thinking that way. You know, like when someone says something to you, you know, why, why are you perceiving it that way? You know, like being very, more aware of yourself and your own thoughts and, and why you are the way you are, man. That it's something that there's no guidebook for, you know, someone self mastery, you know, I think everyone has their own journey and, and, I think it all starts with that internal um, awareness, you know, really starting to, to dial in and think about, you know, why you are where you are in life and start analyzing that and breaking it down and, and thinking about your thoughts and why you're wired the way you are. And, you know, for me, I, I did a lot of thinking about the, the way that I was raised when I was younger, you know, and, and how a lot of the situations and, you know, the environments and experiences I had as a child kind of, molded this person that I was, you know, several years ago before I really started my own like self mastery journey that I'm on. But I realized like a lot of my worries and a lot of my behaviors and things like that were kind of ingrained in me from a young child, you know, from my experiences and things that I had dealt with in my life. And that's how I was used to coping with things so you know a lot of anger and things and, and depression and worry and things like that that you know for example like growing up poor you know the single mother and and she struggled and you know i constantly seen her worrying about money and things like that so that that was almost in, ingrained in me are you there yeah sorry my phone's beeping it's going low um but yeah, so like I had these things that were kind of just subconsciously ingrained in my day to day, like how I handled life. And it wasn't until I really started thinking about those things and trying to redirect some of those things. Like maybe this is a good segue to get into the uh, the gratitude stuff before you know my phone dies. <laughs> but yeah, so if I need to, I'll run and grab my charger. But but yeah, man, like going through my own process of figuring it out, you know, and, and being okay with like, ultimately I had to forgive myself, you know, for not knowing. Um, so I started to, to kind of, that's when I got into the laws of the universe, man. I, I stumbled across a Bob Proctor video on YouTube talking about the law of attraction, man. And that was like the first, marathon of videos I got on was with Bob Proctor and that was around the time that the movie The Secret came out and he's on there but uh I got to listen to a lot of his lectures about law of attraction and how we attract things in our lives and and you know good and bad and I was I started looking at you know my life and how a lot of things man were definitely more on the bad side going you know and I started asking kind of the question of like what is the purpose of all this suffering you know like there's got to be more to life than just suffering. Like, um, so yeah, I started analyzing kind of my thoughts and why I am the way I am and how I got here and what do I got to do to fix it? You know, and that's, I kind of got into the gratitude stuff, man, like day. And it, it was like training a muscle, man. Like it was hard because there's days where I wake up and I was just in a terrible mood 
just out the gate, you know, and and I think that happens to a lot of people, man. Our morning is our most vulnerable, like for me anyways, for a lot of us, it's a very vulnerable point of your day, a very, very critical time to like get your shit together because it's, it's, you know, you, you at that moment in time when you wake up, man, you can kind of let your thoughts take over, man. And next thing you know, you're in a rabbit hole of negativity and, you don't spill your damn coffee on the way out the door and you've cussed at your dog. You, you, you know what I mean? Like it just snowballs into this terrible day. So, you know, I, I got into that, man. I started getting up every morning and writing down three things that I was grateful for every day. And then I would follow that up with, with daily um, affirmations. So I would write down, you know, three things I was grateful for. And then I am a whatever I'm a world record holder for pull-ups or whatever it was at the time, you know, and I would write down these crazy things. I'm a successful business owner, whatever. And, uh, like I said, man, it was like training a muscle. It took consistency day after day. And then like, I would always feel really good at the end of the day. If I did that and I checked those blocks and I wrote down those things. And then what I started doing was not only in the morning, but at night I would, I would, go back through those those notes that I'd wrote or those those things that I was grateful for. And I would write down three more things that made today great that were like really good things about my day. And what happened, man, was over time doing these, you know, these this little five minute act, it really had a lot of power with the way that my day would turn out. And I started looking more, I, I became more of an optimistic kind of thinker rather than a pessimistic negative nancy type dude man you know like i would st i started looking at situations different and i started over time it became more natural for me to look for a uh solution rather than to, to get obsessed with the problem you know like I, I it became quick like fast twitch you know the fast twitch muscles were firing so it's it's a habit that is it, it's got to be built man it's it's especially the world we live in man it's it's a lot of suffering it's a lot i mean life is hard but uh we have a lot to be grateful for i mean just the fact that we are here in this in our universe and we are this intelligent creature you know that has the ability to think and we're not some tree that just grows and dies you know like we have a lot to be grateful for because it's a miracle that we're even here talking through a box on, you know, in, in two different countries. So yeah, man, there's, it's, it's easy to find things to be grateful for. Yes, sir. It's, it's, yeah, indeed. And, and I think what you highlighted there, because obviously at the start of this, that was one of the things I wanted to cover was just gratitude. You literally covered everything I had on, uh, I had on my mind um, in that, five minutes. I mean, if you want to make your day better, you're going to rewind this podcast about five and a half minutes. And then just listen to that all over again. Uh, Cause hundred percent. And what I think kind of also relating to what we we're talking about earlier with the technology, <clears throat> that the, you know, the virtual world um, that's so tempting is that it, it pulls your attention outward. And what gratitude does is it pulls it inward. It pulls your, it pulls your attention, your focus inward, but in a really positive way. Cause often like if you, if you got negative self-talk that's running, cause that's the software, your brain's a hardware and that's the software. That's the programming, you know, the decision-making that you're going to do. Just as you said, you start just looking at things in a little bit of a better light. Like what a significant change that is, right? That's when momentum builds, right? If I'm understanding you correctly. 
Um, but yeah, it's just like pull pull that inwards, and we're not we're not even really encouraged, generally speaking. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, this comes up all the time. So, which is good that you're here because at least you're going to hear that message. But yeah, like have that pull that energy, and and go looking for it. Like it's in there, but you you have to go looking for it. You have to actually make the choice to be grateful. Gratitude is a choice. You have to make that decision. But when you do, like anything, right, it's a muscle. You start with five pound curls and you work your way up or, or wherever you start from. But you you work your way up like anything. It's it's a gradual building. Yeah. Yep. It, it reminds me to just to tell a little like go back in my military days. But some of the best times that I can remember in ranger school were when we would be in the most miserable situations you know, cold, rainy, hungry, whatever. But you're with your ranger buddy, man. And I'll never forget, we're in this lightning storm and we're in Florida phase of ranger school. So we're in our last little leg of, of the training and uh, doing everything we can to just hang in there, man. We're miserable. It's like day day four or five of this, F, you know, FTX where we're out there overnight and you're living off an MRE a day. And we're laying out in this just, monsoon of a storm dude and i'm laying in a puddle and me and my ranger buddy are laying under this tarp man lightning striking all around us we've got our we had to set our guns off away from us like we're just under a one poncho man just literally in a puddle of like six inches of water all night i'm I'm not shitting you man all night long for like 12 hours just the hardest most miserable rain soaking wet and the sun finally came up, man, and the rain cleared out, and I had been shivering for so long that I couldn't stop shivering. My body ached to, like, because I'd been in this curled up, like, prone position all night, just shivering. Um, it was, like, 40 degrees. It wasn't even that cold, but it, the fact that you're wet in the wind and, like, for 12 hours straight, man, like, we were just miserable. And I'll, I'll never remember or I'll never forget, like, pulling that poncho off of our heads and, like, the sun starting to peek out. And just that laughter, like it was so like, we're so miserable, dude. Like I was cramping just to laugh. And like, we're both laughing at the fact that we're both like, just <laughs> the most messed up shape we've ever seen each other, you know, like look like we just came through hell. And, uh, but yeah, man, like, I think just that gratitude to see the, you know, the sun on the other side, finally just popping its way back up over the trees and like the clouds clearing out. But <laughs> Yeah, man, that, that reminds me, I don't know why that gratitude talk made me think of that, but it's like some of the most miserable times, you know, that throughout that ranger school process were usually in moments of misery, you know, where we all just start uncontrollably laughing, you know, that at our miseries and, you know, it made, it made us get through those hard times, you know, finding a way to laugh at the the misery and the, the challenge of what we we're, we're what we we're experiencing you know so like that that kind of hits it right there it's like no matter what man like there's going to be days that are extremely challenging to to see the brighter side you know like there's going to be some really dark days but it's 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 a choice there's always something like there's always someone out there that's probably in a worse position than you are you know and if you can find that you know in those times of, of need and just find something to be grateful for you know like well, i'm breathing you know i got my legs i got my toes you know like 
I may be missing an arm, but hey, I'm I'm I got a tourniquet on it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's you can find something to be grateful for, no matter how dark you know your situation may seem. There is there's hope, you know. So certainly, <clears throat> yeah. And I think I mean that's a pretty. I like that story. I think that's a good place to end because that's kind of uh, pretty much bang on for for time as well, uh, which is shocking. But yeah, well, that was that was a good good solid ninety right there. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I made a note of that as well to go back and and listen to that um, myself. That's why for me, it's always so much fun sitting down doing these, uh, you know, doing these podcasts. And I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to feel quite at home doing these. It's like, oh yeah, you're feeling more in your natural habitat. But uh, I'm certainly so grateful to be uh, able to do these and to sit down with you and thank you so much again for coming on and chatting it's it's always great yeah. having here man I, yeah man i really appreciate it and and i look at this as an opportunity to to kind of grow myself and kind of reevaluate my own situations that i've went through and so i appreciate the opportunity to do that man because it's always good to kind of think back and kind of analyze my own experiences and and kind of see why things kind of have played out the way that they have and it's given me a better understanding, you know, of, of kind of where I'm at, but also where I can, where I can go and, and the, the tools that I need to, to get me there. Cause that's, that's one of the, you know, the, the gratitude thing. That's something that I've kind of let slip. Um, I still do my own little version, you know, of kind of in my head, you know, finding things to be grateful for throughout the day. When I, when I feel that, you know, my day can go negative or I catch myself kind of getting in that negative state of mind, you know, it's, it's easy to, kind of redirect myself now but i do need to get back into the the physical like writing the things down because i do believe there's power in that man so yeah for those listening you know if you don't do it already man right right write it down you know if you have a goal if you have you know a vision for your life you know create a vision board write your goals down write the things you're grateful for you know develop these habits and and then be consistent because it's it's just like anything else, man. Just like a habit, just like a you know building a muscle. It, it takes day in and day out, and then that willingness to just see it through, you know, and be forgiving along the way, and and uh, yeah, embrace it, man. It's it's part of like that's the best. Like enjoy the journey, and that's what I keep telling myself is like I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm gonna at least try my best to enjoy where i'm at you know in the process so so thank you man i appreciate you know you let me come on and hopefully somebody will get something out of it even if it's one person you know? i got something out of it i'm sitting right here <laughs> all right hey it's okay. <laughs> that's it well thank you for listening and thanks so much brandon all right, brother. i'll talk to you later